Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful, uh, what is today, Thursday morning. <laughs> Had to think a second. That, uh, the, the video playing prior uh, to me coming on was by Wren Collective. They are a Christian Irish group and uh, really enjoy their music and uh, trying something a little new. Instead of just having a still picture uh, to stare at while uh, uh, getting everything together to do the live devotion or doing our live services, I thought I'd give you give you a little something to watch there before I come on. So I know how you all have the um, uh, attention span of a gnat, so I uh, thought that might help. <laughs> at, least, at least I do anyway. Uh, my attention span is not good. <laughs> So, let's see all we got here this morning. We got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Nancy Tyree, Brandy Boyd Young, Kim Stephen Hensley, Jennifer Honeycutt, and Miss Ginger Hood. So, good morning to all you wonderful people. Angel Dixon, just saw her there. So, um, appreciate all you wonderful people tuning in, getting up this early, and uh, we'll try to get our day started off in the right direction. So, with that said, let's stand if you are able to, and uh, let's do our pledge of allegiance i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all praise lord for i tell you i look forward to saying that pledge every morning i really do and uh, good morning darlene barker she just tuned in but, uh, uh, you know, of course we had a, um, trying to be nice, uh, we had, uh, the president speaking last night and, uh, it amazes me how, uh, you know, the media, like I forgot, it's like 90% negative when it comes to Trump and all they do is give Biden praise and glory. And if you fact check the majority of what he said is a bunch of baloney. Uh, you know, but what what amazes me more than anything is that we have an Amer African American man in the Senate, Tim Scott, who uh, very intelligent, and uh, he uh, gave a, a wonderful uh, speech. And uh, but it amazes me how he's dismissed. You talk about race. I mean, he's talking about how uh, we are not a racist country, and he's right. We we are not. It's not. He's not saying racism does not exist. Uh, you know, like I said before, as long as evil exists. Uh, we're, we're going to see these kind of things. But we, uh, for the most part, are not a racist country, despite the divide the media and the liberals are trying to push. But it amazes me how racist, white or black, the liberals were towards Tim Scott. That blew my mind. I mean, just, and it just dismissed him. And, uh, and, and they refer to, you know, and again, this is not my terminology i'm not trying to be derogatory i'm just uh reparating what uh liberals have said here so please don't don't think i'm, I'm being racist here but uh they they if you're a liberal and you don't like an african-american conservative they refer to them as an uncle tom and it just so it amazes me how they try to act like they are the epitome of of, um, uh, non-racist attitudes and bigotry, but they are the very ones portraying those, those very, those very things when they don't agree with that. And, uh, uh, so if you get a chance, I know Ben Shapiro had, uh, put, um, uh, Tim Scott's speech out there. If you get a chance, uh, look that up on Facebook and, uh, listen to that. He did a, he did a stellar job. He really did. 
And uh, it's sad, though. It really is that, um, you know, like I said before, we've come so far uh, in regards to racism and, and why they want to push us back a hundred years, I just don't get it, or, you know, or 60 years, uh, you know, I just don't get it. I really don't. So, but anyway, um, so we need to pray for this country, and, and you know, I, I make it no secret I don't like who's uh, in leadership of our country, but I do force myself to pray for him and those who have take control. But for him to sit up there and say that uh, our nation, that was the worst thing ever happened to our nation on January 6th uh, when they the supposed insurrection, trust me, if they wanted an insurrection, it would have been far worse than what happened. The majority of what they've tried to spew out there is a bunch of lies. Uh, while, while we have Antifa burning the country down, it pales in comparison to what's going on right now. But anyway, he, he tries to put off like that was just a horrible thing. Compared to you know, says you know, so was, so that was worse than the Civil War, nine eleven. I, I mean, I, you can list a ton of terrorist attacks, and he's going to say that was the worst. I mean, just I, I you know, I, if you all know, I keep staying a liberal. I just really can't. They they are the antithesis to everything a Christian stands for, and it just nauseates me uh, to no end. And the double standard, they 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 can do whatever they want to. And, but if a conservative does it, then they're they're trash. So, well, let's look at our uh, morning verse here. We'll look at Proverbs twenty nine twenty three. A man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. You know, looking at this verse this morning, you just can't help but think about Nebuchadnezzar. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, as you well know, uh, God gave him his uh, position of power. And, uh, but he abused it and he became, uh, self-centered to the point that he had a golden statue made in his image. And as you recall, everybody was supposed to bow to it except for three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, we ain't going to do it. And so he cast them in the furnace. Now that, that story, and it's not just a story, it's reality. You don't realize that, you know, people try to label the, the Bible as a book of fiction when it is, it, it, it's anything but. These are not just simple stories. You know, I think sometimes we grow up hearing, uh, the, these Bible stories of Jonah and Samson and, and, you know, and, and I think you, a lot of people don't take it, uh, uh, for the reality and the truth of what these stories are. And sometimes it's easy for people to chalk that up as just a fairy tale. But what we read in the Bible is truth. Like I said, it has it has backed itself up time and again. It has proved itself time and again. This is not mythology. So we see uh, how miraculous that God intervened when they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace. That it was so hot that the very men who threw them in there died from the heat. And here they were walking around. But here's a wonderful thing. That it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Christ Jesus because there was four. Because the Nebuchadnezzar said, wait a minute, why didn't we just throw three in there? How is that that there are four? And Jesus made an appearance there and uh, walked with them. And they, not even their clothes smelt like smoke. And uh, trust me, if you burn anything, you know how strong that is. In fact, I had somebody, I don't know who they were over the hill over here, that was burning something. And the wind was blowing it right into the house here. It stuck so bad in there. I mean, I had all the windows closed. It stuck so bad in here, you can't really breathe. But um, but they didn't even have a, their clothes weren't even singed. They didn't even have a smell uh, on them. But the, here's the problem here. See, Nebuchadnezzar was full of pride. He became full of himself. And uh, he became self-focused and self-centered. It was pride that pushed Lucifer uh, to believe that he could be superior in heaven over God. That got him cast out of heaven. 
And so that's an area in our lives that we all have to fight uh, day to day. We can be very prideful. You know, uh, you know when you look at it, uh, you know, we have to be careful about uh, coveting and lustful and being pride. And, uh, you know, these things, uh, the pride of life, we have to be very aware of, be very careful, not to think too highly of ourselves. You know, I think sometimes, particularly if you are a seasoned Christian, uh, it is easy to look at yourself and say, wow, look what I have accomplished. Look what I have done. Look how far I have come. And to, but we need to always realize that it's God that has brought us as far as he has and will continue to use us in a mighty way. We don't want to be, uh, to think that we're better than anybody else and think that we have accomplished something when it was God that needs and deserves the glory. You know, I, I'm not trying to act like super Christian here by no stretch of imagination, but the Lord has brought me a long way and I still got a long way to go. I still got a lot of things I've got to work on. But the Lord has brought me a long way. You know, I've, I, you know, I've told you before, I still have uh, temperament issues. <laughs> you know, kind of goes back to what we were talking about last night in Second Peter. Uh, that's one of the things that they, that that verse I meant to talk about last night. I forgot was the fact that uh, temperament, talking about our personalities. You know, there's our impulses uh, that we have to control. Uh, it's like what old Doctor Phil says that there is irresistible impulse, an impulse that is not resisted. And so we have to resist those temptations. And then, you know, you may have a mental disorder where there is an irresistible impulse, maybe like OCD or something like that. But then there is impulse that is not controlled where you give in to sin and temptation. Of course, now I'm expounding on what Dr. Field has said, but uh, I um, uh, that you are not withholding back uh, those feelings and acting on them. And so we have to be careful. You know, I, like I say, I, um, before I met my wife, I'm not going to lie to you, I was a womanizer and I regret it and, and how I treated women and, uh, and how I acted when I was younger. I regret uh, how I treated individuals, even after I come into the ministry. Like I said, I told you all before, when I come into the ministry, I had a lot of, Brendan can tell you, I had a lot of rough edges. I'd, I'd been living in the world for a long time. Not that's any excuse. But even though the Lord had touched my life in a tremendous way, and even though I had made a change for the better, I still was not at a level where I, you know, probably should have been, you know. Uh, and the Lord has really had to humble me in a major way. And so that's why every time I speak, whether it's morning devotions or whether it's preaching or teaching, I, and I just I'm humbled. I always pray, Lord, please, I humble myself before you. Use me in a way that is glorifying to you. And and. That's what God wants us to do. Like I said, I'm not saying this. I'm just using uh, myself as example because what I have lived and what God has done in my life, and that's why I do that. I'm not, I'm not trying to glorify self. In fact, it's the, the reverse. I, I feel uh, embarrassed uh, to even talk about some of the things that I'm talking about. In fact, Brandy got on me yesterday. She said, you uh, uh, you reveal too much of yourself. Well, maybe that's true, but I've got to um, – I just want people to understand you're not alone in your walk and in your struggles and we have to be humble before god and, and that's what god wants us to be is have show humility when you're prideful you're putting yourself before god you're you're focusing on you're being self-centered that's just what it boils down to you're being self-centered and uh that has been my problem uh 
through a lot of my life is self-centeredness and selfishness. And those are the very things we have to put away. And we have to and seek out God through all humility. He will draw closer to you. He will reject those who are full of pride. He will reject those who are uh, selfish. We have to uh, let those things go and draw closer to God each and every day. It's not easy to do. Because we are sinful creatures. Since the fall of man, since the fall of Adam, we are sinful creatures. So we have to pray daily, Lord, help me to die of self daily. But see, that is the antithesis to what the world tells you. The antithesis of the world says, you need to think about yourself. You need to think about how great you are. You know, look at what the world puts out there. You know, it's it's all about self-help. It's all about you and how great you are and how wonderful you are. Hey, we are wicked people, all right? We are uh, are nothing without God, all right? We are wretches. You know, people don't want to hear that kind of talk. How dare you say those kind of things? We are. That's why we are in need of a Savior. That's why we are in need of God, because on our own, on ourselves, we will fall. We are fail. We are worthless. We are nothing. But when you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you are of great value, little ones. That's you know that's that's a wonderful thing. Just going back to what we were talking about yesterday, being fearfully, wonderfully made. You are a king's kid. When you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, then you know your worth because you are an heir, joint heir to the throne of God. So then, that's when you understand, wow, you know, God chose me. I am a king's kid. I am great value. You know, that's one thing that we need to tell our kids, that they are valuable. That's what I tell my daughter. You are valuable. You know, if a boy wants to go out with you, make him earn it. You know, <laughs> you know that's, that's a problem. I think a lot of these girls out there don't realize that uh, uh, what love is because they've never been shown unconditional love. And so that's why I tell her, I said, you date somebody, you make them earn your love. Let them know that you are a valuable person because you are a king's kid. And same thing with my son. I, you know, I've tried to explain to him that he is of great value and of great worth. Don't underestimate who you are. But it's not a, a teaching of self-centeredness. It's a teaching of value through God. That's what makes you valuable. Not you, but God through you makes you wonderful, makes you fearfully, wonderfully made, makes you a great person. So let's put away that pride, that prejudice, that, that self-centeredness. And quit worrying about you. you know, I think sometimes it's so easy to wallow in a pool of self-pity instead of focusing on what's important in things of Jesus Christ. You know, everybody on here watching could probably sit there and have a, a list of things of why life has not treated you well. You know, you might have deserved this. You might have deserved a promotion. You might have deserved more money. You might have deserved whatever. And it's easy to do. You know, I mean, I look back, hey, before I went into the ministry, you don't know how many times, see, I didn't want to go to college. You know, here, you know, here I have four to, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like a braggart, but I mean, Lord blessed me to be able to obtain four degree, earn degrees. I never thought I'd even get an associate's degree. Not that that makes me better than anybody else, but my point is, there's a lot of jobs I had that I got passed over because of the lack of education. I mean, I had my high school diploma. And I had some college, but because I did not have a degree of any kind, they would not promote me. And so I'd have people who were hired in behind me become my boss. And that became very discouraging because you're like, man, that's not right. That's not fair. I've worked hard. I've paid my dues. I, I, I deserve better. You know, this is, isn't right. And so I would quit, you know, and then I'd wallow in self-pity and, like, and, and go into a state of depression. What is that? That's being prideful. That's being self-centered. That is looking from within. We need to work each day as if we're working unto the Lord. 
We're not, you know, yes, we have to have money to pay our bills and to purchase food, but we need to work as if we're working for Jesus Christ. Go into each day with a great attitude. Don't worry about, you know, you may have a boss that's a jerk. Maybe you are the boss and you're the jerk. I don't, you know, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you know, but we need to make sure that, you know, yes, I, you know, I have to get paid, but the thing of it is, Let's make sure this work as if we're doing it for Jesus. You know, hey, I'm going to go in today and I'm going to, just like I'm in God, I'm working for God today. You know, I ain't worried about the boss. I ain't worried about the money. I'm going to work for God today. What a wonderful attitude we could all have if we had that kind of mental attitude. It's hard to do. You know, I trust me. I know. I've worked factories. I've worked restaurant. I've worked retail. There ain't, you know, I say I'm, I'm embarrassed to, to list the amount of jobs I've had. But I will say this, every job I've ever had, I've had an opportunity to witness to somebody, talk to them about the Lord. So, you know, I could have had a better attitude and uh, done better, but uh, but at least the Lord used uh, my poor attitude <laughs> for his for his good, I, you know, I, I guess I could say. But um, just be careful, you know, let's just take each day, like I said, we got to just take each day as it comes. You're not going to be perfect. You'll never be perfect. But don't use that as an excuse to sin. See, that's what, you know, again, going back to last night's lesson, there was, um, uh, you know, people tried to, you know, because of the angels that had fallen, those in, in uh, the, the uh, Peter were talking to or Paul was talking to, uh, thought they could sin because they said, well, if the if angels could fall, then, then you know, why should we, uh, you know, we can't have it help that we sin. But that's why he was talking about God's judgment, God's wrath, and that, uh, no, they don't give you an excuse in that he even punished those that he had to cast out into the deepest, darkest parts of hell, the Tartars. And so uh, uh, we need to understand that God's wrath is coming and that we need to be humbled by that and realize that we need to strive to please uh, our Heavenly Father and to die that self daily, take up the cross, follow after Him. It is not easy. That's why it's narrow is the way. Broad is the path that leads to destruction. Uh, it's like this morning, uh, Ken Ham, uh, of course, you know, he's the one that has the ark encountering in Kentucky. He uh, shared an article this morning of a drag queen who claims to be a woke preacher and uh you wouldn't believe the ungodly things that this individual is spewing out there it's just nauseating uh to see how evil and wicked our world has become so my friends i'm just telling you right now it's going to be harder and tougher to be a christian it's going to be harder and tougher to do what is right the old devil knows his time's running out he's running scared and he's out to send his demons to try to cause division in homes and churches and yeah with your relationship with jesus christ and we're going to have to stand tall and we're going to have to stand strong the only way you can do that is staying in the word staying in prayer staying true to the things you know is right and holy and honorable in the eyes of god it is hard it is difficult and when i don't know about you but when i fall when i fail when i mess up i beat myself up I'm like oh why did i say that why did i do this why did, you know it's easy to sit there and just beat yourself up but see, that's still the battle. See, when we ask for forgiveness, remember, God forgives us of our sins. When we say, Jesus, please forgive me, he forgives it. And he no longer uh, brings it back up over our head. It's the, the the battle. Even when we ask for forgiveness, the battle continues because then the the, the devil comes in. And he when he comes in and says, oh, look what you've done. You're supposed to be a Christian. Look what you said. Look how you reacted. And you're just like, oh, you know, it just makes you feel that much worse. But that's when you have to stand up and say, you know what? I ask forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, I bind you, Satan, be gone from me. I know that God has forgiven me, and he has not given up on me. And I have to pick up the uh, the sword and keep on fighting. And my friends, that's why the suit of armor is all in the front and none in the back. Because there's no time.
time for retreat. We have to keep advancing. We have to keep moving forward. And this is a battle. We're in it every single day. So stay true, stay strong, and keep your eyes on the Lord. As long as you stay focused, you'll stay on the right path. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day you've blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to put away pride and arrogance and uh, self-centeredness. Uh, Lord Jesus, help us uh, instead to be humble before you, to serve you well. And Lord, uh, let us stay strong and true. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Then with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us. God, I want you to protect us till we meet again. Excuse me. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy and Lynn and David Feather. Lord, I pray that you'll be with Jane Kitchings. And, and uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Ron Thompson. You're going to have this shoulder surgery. And Eddie Green and Wendy Lee. And uh, Lord, be with all those who are watching and listening this morning. That you'll give them strength, give them peace, and help them to get through this day. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, my friends. Appreciate y'all watching this morning. And uh, don't forget, now, June 19th, we're going to be having our car and box show event. So don't forget. And if you've got, if you don't have any food vendors, flea market vendors, or if you've got any items you want to sell, remember, we'll be sitting up in that upper parking lot like we normally do. Uh, and uh, tell your food vendors it's not going to cost them a thing. And uh, they may ask, well, how many is going to be there? I can't tell you. There might be three people. There might be 300 people. I don't have a clue, no way to judge it. But uh, we usually have a good turnout, though. So don't forget that on June 19th at Daniel Boone High School at 10 a.m., our car and bike show event. Don't forget, too, if you have any trouble watching on Facebook, remember you can watch live on our website at flbconline.com. Uh, if you can't watch the devotions or You'll watch the service. Remember, just go there. If you, because I get people say, "Well, I can't find it on Facebook." Go to the website. Don't waste time. Just go to the website. Now, there's times when, um, like this Sunday, we were having some trouble getting the feed out, so I just went ahead and just streamed live on my Facebook. So if you go, say the website and it still ain't working, then find Matthew Aaron Young and uh, look me up there, and uh, you'll just like you're doing right here, and you will find it, and uh, you can watch it. Don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only, and you can listen as you're going out and about your day. So, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless. Sure.